staying awake and being ready for Jesus to come is not something that's just for the future. It's today. And if today were the last day, if today were the only day that you had to make a difference in your relationship with God, to repent, to turn away from sin, what would you do? I don't know if this has happened to you, but I was thinking, you know, this week because of Thanksgiving and talking with family, maybe even thinking about childhood, this conversation came up. My parents were, you know, talking about foods I liked when I was a kid, claiming that I loved them. And, and I didn't, you know, they were talking specifically, my parents used to always give me alphabet soup saying that I loved it, but they were just putting words in my mouth. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 137. So great to be back with you. If you're joining us for the first time, we start every episode with a dad joke. That's what that was if you're confused. Hopefully it brightened your day a little bit. But if you're listening for the first time, I hope that you will rate and review this podcast. It helps others to find it. If you're listening for a number of multiple times before, please do that if you have not yet done so. And you can find all of our content on manafoodforthought.com, all of our blogs, social media, connect with us. You can also become a sponsor for as little as $1 a month on Patreon by clicking the Patreon button on the homepage. Uh, the highest compliment you can pay this podcast is to share it with others, your friends and family. That's how people find out about it. And if you do share it on social media, make sure you tag us on Instagram at manafoodforthought. With all that being said, welcome. Let's get into our joy junk in Jesus for this episode. So... My joy, by the way, <clears throat> Joy Junk and Jesus, really great thing to do around the Thanksgiving table. Actually, now that I think about it, this episode comes out after Thanksgiving, so Christmas. But <laughs> joy, my joy has been just a lot of people this past week have expressed their gratitude for me in very intentional ways. And I just really appreciated that, like setting me aside to tell me face to face or like, you know, writing it in a card, you know, not just like a simple like passing you know, word or text message or something, even though these things, those things are great too, but it w several people have gone out of their way um, <clears throat> to communicate their gratitude to me. And that's just been really great. And it's inspiring to me to make sure that I'm doing that for other people. Uh, my junk is that uh, I hurt my back this past week at the gym and it is just slow to recovery. Just my lower back's very stiff and sore and I can do a full you know, it was back at the gym in full force after resting for a few days. Um, but it's more now if I'm just sitting in one position or stuck in one position for too long, uh, especially sitting for a long time. When I get up, it feels like I takes like a full 10, 20 seconds to like straighten out my body. So please pray for me for healing for that. <clears throat> um, and my Jesus moment, um, I think it has to be this past Sunday. So this past Sunday, I gave a talk for RCIA on purgatory heaven and hell i gave a talk um at a big event that we coordinated with all of our faith for faith formation team uh, on advent and then i led some worship for that event and uh and then my wife and i went and saw the chosen in theaters the first two episodes premiering in theaters all on that same day and it was just clear like you know the talks i'd given them before i i'd written them like i was relatively prepared but I hadn't really had enough time to go through them enough times to where I was like really feeling comfortable. And <clears throat> the music, the worship part, uh, you know, I mean, I've been a worship leader for a long time, so I know I can just kind of pick up a guitar and do it. But I know just something about the whole day, that morning and afternoon that was just like, I feel so unprepared. And we had a right at the 9 a.m. mass for RCIA that I was in charge of coordinating. So there's just a lot of things on Sunday. And just God showed up in all of them, and he made it all come together. 
And it was just one of those moments where I'm, it was just so clear, like, this is not me. This is this job is not about me. It's not about my skill or anything that I'm able to do. It's just so cool to witness the fact that it really is the Lord. It's the Lord's ministry. It's the Lord's action in people's lives and their hearts. And I just get to play a part in it. And that's just so cool. And to end all that with The Chosen, I was very tired going to the theater because of that the whole day. But it, the season three, I know, is just going to be really good. You know, these first two episodes are really setting up <clears throat> what the season's going to look like and new kind of relationships, characters, conflicts, stuff like that. But uh, it has some really incredible moments as well. So, um, yeah, highly recommend that you see that and check that out if you haven't. And if you're new to The Chosen, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Oh, get on it. Let me tell you, it is going to change your your life in the best way. So um, <clears throat> a lot of other great things this past week, but the, oh, we had our first parent teacher conference for my daughter. She's doing great. We took some family pictures for Christmas. So it was just really wonderful. Uh, a lot of great things to be grateful for. This week, uh, I want to chat as always about the second reading for this upcoming Sunday, which comes from Romans chapter 13, verses 11 through 14. And uh, a couple lines stand out in this for me. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but um, some lines that stand out it is the hour now for you to awake from sleep. Okay, pay attention to that. It is the hour now for you to awake from sleep. And then after that, it says, throw off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. You know, often in the Bible, going back to that first line, it is the hour now for you to wake from sleep. Often in the Bible, when Jesus is talking about the second coming, he says, stay awake for you do not know the day or the hour. And it's interesting here in Romans, Paul writes, it is the hour now, today, right now, in this moment. And that really stood out to me, and I really like that, because as you're listening to this, if you're listening to it, the weekend it premieres is the weekend of the first Sunday of Advent. We're beginning a new liturgical year, a new liturgical season. And Advent, the word Advent, or Adventus, I think is where the Latin word it comes from, means to come or to arrive. And so it is a preparation for the arrival of Jesus into our lives. And so really when we celebrate Advent, we celebrate three Advents. We're celebrating the Advent of the past, which is Jesus when he did come and arrive in the Incarnation on Christmas Day. And we're remembering that and all that that means for us. Church teaches that from the moment Jesus became man, uh, we were saved. Uh, and so his whole life is salvific. And so the Incarnation is the beginning of that. <clears throat> and then the second coming is the future Advent, that one day Jesus will return and all will be uh, reconciled, everything will be made new, a new heaven and a new earth, and we'll all be those who are faithful to God and, and seek his, his glory and his kingdom will join him forever in eternity in heaven. And, and those things we talk about a lot. But then there's the present advent, which I think this reading alludes to. It is the hour now for you to awake from sleep. And that is the, the fact that Jesus wants to come and arrive, be part of your life, be welcomed into your life every single day. So how are you preparing the way? How are you getting ready? You know, that's one of the lines, I think, in the, the prophecies in Isaiah that are quoted about John the Baptist being the one, a voice crying out in the desert, prepare a way for the Lord, make straight his paths. <clears throat> and when you think about preparing a way, you know, it's usually what you have to do is you have to clear away the things that are blocking that path. You know, recently, I think I shared on here that when I was in Georgia, I got lost in the woods. And, you know, the path, it's clear where the path is because everything has been cleared away. But then when suddenly the path got a little more um, less uh, commonly walked, 
there was some more overgrowth, there were some more trees and things, and all of a sudden I think it was unclear as to where the path was because it had not been cleared. And I think around this time of year, our life gets busy, the path gets overgrown, all these other things are thrown into our path, Christmas cards, holiday cookies, baking, events, parties at work and in family, uh, you know, arranging people's schedules, making sure you see everyone, shopping for Christmas presents, wrapping Christmas presents, making sure you have all the stocking stuffers. If you have kids and you do Santa and all of that, like, you know, getting all of that prepared, decorating your home, putting up lights, like all of this stuff in this season that's crammed into really like a month from Thanksgiving to Christmas. It's just so much. <clears throat> And the path can get very overgrown to the point where you can't even traverse through it. And so Advent really is so beautifully uh, placed leading up to the Christmas season to remind us that uh, we are preparing the way for the Lord. That we need to clear the path so that it's not winding, it's not treacherous, it's not blocked. It is easy for us to come to the Lord and the Lord to come to us. For us to anticipate his arrival and welcome him. And for it to be clear where he is he is coming from and that he is allowed to come that there is no impediment or obstacle in his way and so how are you being called this advent season to be ready what is in your way from being in the relationship with god that you desire what is in your way from being the saint god has called you to be advent is you know in some senses a penitential season not to the same degree that lent is you know lent is very focused on being a penitential season and practicing prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. <clears throat> but Advent, too, in this time of year, it's a good thing to do. It's always a good thing to pray. Giving alms is always a good thing to do, but especially this time of year is when we tend to think about our generosity and how we might give back, how we might provide for others or give to others during this holiday season and be generous to those who do not have enough or may not have the means of celebrating. And then fasting, I mean, there's certainly plenty of opportunities for that instead of gorging, which is what we tend to do on holidays like Thanksgiving and Christmas. And, you know, or making an intentional lead up to those things so we don't overindulge, so we know how to say no, so we know how to balance our appetite and exercise self-control. <clears throat> so in one sense, it might be a good idea to look at those three areas and kind of approach Advent like a, a, a light Lent, a diet Lent, Lent Junior, you know, whatever it might be. And think about what, what are some things you need to get rid of in your life in order to be fully prepared to welcome Jesus into your life every day, but especially when we celebrate Christmas. What are some things you might need to take up? How might you baptize certain practices of the holiday season and bring your faith, bring prayer, bring fasting, bring almsgiving into them? You know, so for instance, like, you know, the types of gifts that you buy, uh, the type of holiday card that you choose. Is it evangelizing? Is it, you know, focused on religion? Is it uh, encouraging other people uh, in faith or to have joy or to know the love of the Lord this holiday season? Or is it all about, like, look how wonderful we are and, you know, all about what we're doing and not all about what the Lord is doing? Um, wrapping presents, like when you wrap a present, pray for that person. You know, say an intentional prayer for them. Uh, the type of gift that you give them, is it something that's going to build up uh, who they are in the kingdom of God? Is it something that is going to help them accomplish their mission or remind them of their call to sainthood or of God's love for them? It doesn't have to be a religious gift, but it could be, but... You know, if you know there's something that they're very passionate about, like not just getting them a standard like, oh, here's a gift card or here's a book I think you'll like, but something that they will really help them cultivate their God-given identity and their God-given gifts. You know, uh, just, you know, some suggestions. Now, things you do in the home, you know, instead of, 
you know, throwing up all the Christmas decorations <clears throat> early, what about Advent decorations? You know, do you have an Advent wreath? Do you have the practice of gathering around it each night or each Sunday to light the candles and say the prayers? Uh, do you have that kind of liturgical living in your home? Um, if you have certain lights and things, you know, especially a lot of people have lights that you can program the colors of, you know, maybe stick to the purples and the roses for, during Advent and then switch it over during the Christmas season to more of the Christmas lights or, you know, maybe just on Sundays you have certain ones, you know, whatever it might be, find a way to try and really incorporate that, you know, and, and allow it to be <clears throat> something that is, um, calling your mind to the Lord, calling Jesus to the center of this time, this season in your life, and allow it to be a daily reminder that, you know, staying awake and being ready for Jesus to come is not something that's just for the future. It's today. And if today were the last day, if today were the only day that you had to make a difference in your relationship with God, to repent, to turn away from sin, to prepare yourself to be worthy of heaven, to face Jesus at your judgment, and to say the things that need to be said, um, share the, and spread the love that needs to be shared and spread in your family and in your community, your friends, or even people you may not know, what would you do if, that was, if this was your last opportunity, your last moment? How can you, as the second reading says, stay awake from, for the hour is now, and how can you throw off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light? I would encourage you as we're entering into this new liturgical year um, and being close to a new calendar year to think about maybe praying for a word or a theme for the coming year, coming liturgical year, coming calendar year, whatever it is. Is there a particular word that's been coming up? Or as you begin to pray about it, is there something that really continues to show up. Maybe it's a particular issue in your life, your particular intention. Maybe it's a particular relationship you need to focus on. Maybe it's a particular obstacle that God is calling you to overcome. Maybe it's a word or a theme he just wants you to focus on to grow in relationship with him. Um, you know, he will draw your focus to a particular place. He may even, a saint may even reach out to you and you may keep seeing the name of a certain saint show up over and over again. And maybe that's that saint reaching out to you to cultivate a relationship with them in prayer and allow them to pray for you this year for any one of those things, an intention, a change that you know you need to make. But allow this Advent season to be fruitful. And busyness is not fruitfulness. We have a really hard time separating doing from being and just allowing you to be in the presence of God, be in that position where you are ready and awake for the Lord's arrival and not just doing the tasks of getting the spiritual house in order, but really allowing yourself to be present to Jesus when he comes. You know, if it's one thing to kind of clean up my house for people to come over, but also to know, like, even if I, my house isn't perfect or even that clean, people can still come over. But also when they're there, am I focused on all the things I need to do, cooking the meal, making it appear like everything's polished and good and clean? And, or am I really being present to that person, regardless of what we're doing together, eating, catching up, playing a game, whatever it is? Same thing is true in our relationship with God. Show up, be present before you think about what you need to do. But if you have an, a difficulty in being present because of obstacles, impediments, busyness, sin, etc., then think about what must I do during this Advent season to take up or to get rid of in order that this path may be made straight between me and the Lord. I pray that's helpful for you. I pray that this Advent season is a blessed one for you and your family. And it's an opportunity for you to draw deeper in relationship with Jesus, the Lord, who loves you. 
God bless you. And until next time, I will see you in the Eucharist. Bye.